Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jill. And I'm Caleb. Welcome to the Simply Smarter Podcast. How are you, Jill? I am good. Yeah? Yeah. The weather's been great. I know. It's turned finally. Yes. No longer snow like last week. Right. Remember that? That was just a week ago. (laughs) Crazy. So weird. (laughs) Yesterday, it was like 84 degrees. Yeah. And the the wind. The wind brought in that warm weather, right? Windy. Yeah. What's new with you? You know, not a whole lot. Scores are out yes. for, from the April test, so yes. that's exciting. I've already heard from one. Yeah. Again, I'm sure we're going to get bombarded with a lot more later today. Yeah, let's hope uh, so. But she's up six. That's so amazing. We'll take six points. Six is great. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, not too I mean, shabby. If I could have gone up six points on my test. Can oof. you imagine? Yeah. Huh. Crazy. Well, that's Fun that's really good. Congratulations to her. Yep, that's right. Awesome. Good what else? Her. Anything else going on? Not really. Yeah. I mean, just normal life. Trying to get outside a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I may try to play some golf sometime this week or weekend. Yeah. So that's always a good thing. That's relaxing. Yeah. I need you. that. Yeah. Hmm. Not. It probably wouldn't be relaxing for me because I would be missing the ball quite a bit and then just getting it, frustrated. It's frustrating even when it is relaxing. <laughs> that's the secret of golf. That's true. No one really tells you that. Practice makes perfect, huh? Uh, about that. <laughs> We actually watched some of the golf tournament this past weekend. I had it on and Molly was sitting there and she's like, how come none of them are making it in the hole? And she was like getting angry. They're like professionals. How come they're not hitting this 14 foot putt all the time? That's true. Mm. Who was playing this weekend? What was the tournament? It was the Zurich um, Zurich Classic. And it was like a team team thing. So it was kind of a very different format. Okay. Um, So it was fun. What what the audience missed was my giant eye roll. I think it was very implied. I just rolled right through it because I don't care. I just, I, I think I do watching care, golf but. is quite boring. It's, yeah. It's good to nap to, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, exactly. No, I I fall asleep to, to golf frequently. Yeah. My husband loves it, though. Yeah. So that's nice for him. I'm, I'm between the two of you, yeah. I guess. Okay. I, I like watching it. Fair I like enough. the statistics behind it because I'm of course nerdy. You do. Yes. Yes. Yes, Yikes. you do. Anyway. Yes, you do. Well... Big week for us. My littlest guy is turning six on Thursday. Wow. Isn't that crazy? The littlest is yeah. six? I can't Aww. believe it. Yeah. So. Cute kid. I know. We'll have a little birthday get together for him this weekend with some family. So uh, excited about that. That'll be great. Yeah. So hmm. getting into the podcast this week, we are going to talk about current college admissions and what that looks like right now. <laughs> right. For class of 2022, right? Right. Primarily, 2021, that's mostly locked down. Yes. If you aren't accepted, get on the ball. Right. right? Do it now. Stop listening. Uh, There may be some schools out there that are still needing students. You may have more picks than you normally would. Mm -hmm. But we're going to really focus on class of 2022 and just talk about the mess that is college admissions. And so much unknown right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you said, 2021 is pretty much set. All... All the information is out there. Right. Um, and that and it had its own issues, right? Like, I mean, did. we were we were in August and September and many schools across the country were still making decisions for the class that was trying to apply. Yeah. <laughs> right. I my, my biggest fear is that we're going to end up in that same boat all same. over mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Now, it's only April. Yes. So maybe, maybe there's some End hope. of April. <laughs> yeah, almost May. <laughs> so there's that. True. Um, yes. And I was doing a little bit of research for this uh, particular podcast and it did say like 
a lot of different scenarios for 2022, uh, they're pending. We don't know yet. It has to be approved by the board, and that's still pending. Right. As of today. <laughs> it, it's definitely been a tricky environment to try right. to figure all this out. And I, I can't I can't imagine what students and families are going through where this is maybe a brand new process for them, or maybe they mm-hmm. went through it with an older kid, but now it's completely different. It, and it doesn't look anything the same. We get it. Um, I mean, that's kind of why we're here. We're trying to dig in and trying to figure it out for our students um, and try to, to help them manage it a little bit better. Right. So what's I mean, let's just walk through this. What's the best case scenario for a current junior or current sophomore? Like, what should they be doing right now to prepare for what could be <laughs> their college experience? Could be, who knows what it looks like. Yeah, I I think some of the things is uh, that, that they can be doing right now is just gathering that the, the data so that they have all of it ready mm-hmm. for whatever comes, right? So yeah. it's pulling together uh, your activities list, your grades, yes. all that kind of fun stuff, uh, making sure that you are ready ready to jump on applications when things are actually launched. On top of that, because there's so much uncertainty, again, testing, if you haven't tested and gotten a score that you're pretty happy with, even if you're not ecstatic about it, you should right. have a score on hand right. uh, because not every school is going to be test optional. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we know that already. More and more are going to still be here in tw- for the class of 2022. Mm-hmm. But I, I think making sure that you, you kind of get your ducks in a row and Again, I don't want a student to be making their their college list based upon oh, my my three of my top seven schools are are not test optional. I'm just mm-hmm. going to cross them off my list. But what if one of those were, were the perfect school for them, right? right? So yeah, yeah, it just depends. We'll we'll see how that kind of rolls out. But I, I think those are some basic things. Uh, making sure you get t- testing out of the way. Make sure that you have um, a good idea of kind of the process of like again getting your applications together and things mm-hmm. like that. And then start thinking about those essays this summer and yeah. things like that. Yep. And one other point I was going to ask about: uh, what about activities? Because activities were. Oh, held off for almost a year, right? 100%. So, I mean, of course, colleges are going to recognize that. But, like, what does that mean right now? Does that mean, like, jump into activities this summer, into volunteering? What do you think that looks like? Yeah, I mean, it it depends on where you are in your community and where we are with with the pandemic in your area mm-hmm. i think it just is going to look very different in different places and yeah. and this is where i think this is one of the hurdles that i see in college admissions right like the, first and foremost more and more schools are going test optional right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they have one less really important data point even even if they may not, in my opinion, be evaluating it in maybe the right way, mm-hmm. like they still had that resource where it was comparing students from one state to the next or one school to the other. Yep. That's gone. And then you have grades that shifted, right? Yeah. Like what? I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of schools are still pass fail. I, I saw a stat that it's something like only 70% of students nationwide are, are, are going to school at least one day a week, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. So that means there's 30% that are still completely remote. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of stuff like that. So how do they interpret grades? Right. And you get to extracurricular activities, yeah. right? Whether it's sports yeah. or music or part-time jobs or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. most of that is gone, mm-hmm. right? Or if, if we're lucky, if you're lucky to have 
been able to participate in your sport, like good for you. But yep. how do colleges fairly say, oh, they got to play soccer in the spring, right. but their counterpart played a fall sport and they couldn't do theirs. Right. How do you weigh that? So again, it's just so... I I do not envy colleges. I would want more information, not less, during right. this environment. And it's going to be it's going to be interesting to watch and see how different schools handle it. Yeah, and what do, I mean, what do you just throw it up and hope it sticks? Like what? Like <laughs> it, again, we everybody talks about how they hate the subjectivity that they feel goes into college admissions, mm-hmm. and and that's with yeah, a bunch that's, of data, that's right? Been a bunch a, of information, a big movement this past year, huge, right? Well, guess what? <laughs> now, if if it's if it's just based upon a name on a sheet and you can't really be too judgy because mm-hmm. again, some students just haven't been able to participate in different things yep. or maybe the, again, their, their grades are fantastic because maybe they are remote all the time and there's just very little asked of them uh, just because of the environment and the, mm-hmm. the situation. Mm-hmm. How do we, how do you compare different students? <laughs> and, and I, it's going to be fascinating to watch. I, I will yeah. kind of foreshadow a little bit. I did talk to somebody at a local school yeah. And uh, they have some scholarships that are going to be test optional scholarships. Okay. And I asked him, (laughs) well, he said like the standard things, not test related. So they're going to take into account GPA and they're going to take into account extracurricular activities and all Mm -hmm. these things. Well, guess what? Again, not everybody's not a level playing field. Right. Right. So basically what I mean, kind of what I'm taking from this as well is if you're a freshman or a sophomore, start doing something. You never know what's going to happen in the future. I mean, not that we're going to have another global pandemic. But, you know, those seniors and juniors that were starting to prepare as freshmen, even seventh, eighth graders volunteering or, you know, doing just being active in their community, being in sports, like they already have a little bit of a jump on those who waited until they were freshmen and sophomores. It's so true. No, I, I, I think there's a lot to learn from this. Now, maybe we could put together the, the top 10 list at some point yeah. uh, of things that we love should be a, taking away from love this. Love me a top but, 10. Um, I, I definitely think this is a time for younger students to start getting on the ball, making sure they're set up well for the future. Mm-hmm. And again, if, if you are somebody who are who is participating in sports, keep, keep doing what you're doing. It's mm-hmm. not going to hurt you in any way. Um, just know that the metrics are just going to be a little bit different this year. Right. Right. And they're doing what they love. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully they're not just in it just because they've always done it, but right. hopefully they are passionate about exactly. it and they love doing what they love doing. So for sure, um, that's also going to release some stress, hopefully, <laughs> right. you know, and they're Have hanging out with their friends. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So hopefully that's overall just a, just a bonus um, yeah. for them in the grand scheme of life <laughs> right now. Uh-huh. It's getting better. I, I really do feel like, like just the whole world, I guess. I mean, it's starting to wake back up. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I keep on looking at the numbers. Um, the the COVID I, numbers. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. They're kind of at a standstill at the moment. Yeah. For, it's kind of good that they've kind of just sat in that valley. Right. Kind of. Pla- I they don't want to call though, it a plateau because yes. the plateau is up. Yeah. They've just kind of stayed low, mm-hmm. which is generally a good thing. Yeah. I agree. So I agree. Anyway, so all of that to say, parents of current juniors. Yes. (laughs) We feel for you. We're with you. (laughs) 
Um, and hopefully some of the information that we provide helps you understand that, again, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, this is college admissions is generally a very messy process anyway. Yeah. And now it's even worse. Right. <laughs> so, but we're all in it together. And hopefully some of this data, some of this information that we're going to provide about a few of the local schools will help give a little bit more perspective and mm-hmm. an idea of what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to start at uh, K-State? You want to start at K-State? Sure. Yeah. So I, I had a family recently reach out to me and uh, their student was looking at two schools. And one of them was K-State. Mm-hmm. And they really wanted to understand kind of like why why should they prepare for the ACT if K State has changed their admissions policies? So a couple of things that I found. Good question, by the way. Yeah, very valid. So fair we, right now. We talk a lot about return on investment and things yep. like that. So at, at K State, they they've reduced um, their their requirements for admission. So he had the student had a three point nine, mm-hmm. and uh, an ACT score that wasn't quite reflective of that kind of GPA uh, the family felt and they wanted to do more but he could get accepted already at K-State with what he had so they were just like do we move forward so one of the things that we looked at was was a scholarship piece and they, they've changed this con- pretty considerably. And there are two options. Um, one, if you submit test scores, and as long as you have, let, let's say, a 3.6 GPA or higher, mm-hmm. if you have a 21 and a 3.6, you're going to get $1,000 over four years. So a total of $4,000. Okay. So That's again, nice. from their perspective, they were talking about doing kind of a, a standard level tutorial, and they're going to mm-hmm. spend $1,800 or $2,000 or yeah. something like that. Well, you're going to double your money right because they were going to improve at least this much to get and to this range. student just hadn't taken an act yet or had they they had they had so okay they were they are kansas public school student perfect so um and then so that's for a 21 you go up just one more point to a 22 to 24 range mm-hmm. and it's 1500 a year so that would be six thousand dollars so in there in, in a case like that uh the, the family would be tripling their yeah their investment, right? That's, That's kind of a big range. I mean, if, he, solid. if he's at a 20, he gets a 21, you get $1,000 a year. Right. Oh, one more point, 22. Yeah. You don't have to get a 24. No. You just have to get a 22. Yeah, two points. <laughs> then it's 1500 if, if, if a student's at a 20, it's just two points. Right. And now you're going from $0 to $1,500 a year. And two points is very manageable. For sure. Very that manageable. is a realistic goal. It is. <laughs> and and honestly, in that case, we probably wouldn't even recommend anything like a 15-hour a tutorial or 18-hour right. Tutorial, we would be talking about a, a six, maybe nine hour tutorial mm-hmm. at that point. So, even less cost. Exactly. So, that's a win. And then the next one, and the next bump is at a 25 and up. And that was for $25, $2,500 per year over the four years. So, $10,000 scholarship. Yeah. And again, that would take a little bit more time and energy and investment mm-hmm. uh, than a six or nine hour tutorial. Right. But again, if, if that student sees a five point improvement, from a 20 then yeah. guess what yeah now they're, big they're making their five times on on their spend that'd be amazing so absolutely it just kind of depends on what the, the family values there mm-hmm. now this is where the wrinkle comes in and i alluded to this earlier i, I actually talked to uh, a financial aid officer at k-state uh, last week and they because I had read about test optional scholarships on their website, and there wasn't a whole lot of info there, so I talked to them, and which they, makes it really hard. I mean, if you're really doing research on K State, right? Do I want to apply? Right. Is this right for me? Like, you kind of need 
information. Absolutely. <laughs> right? So th- there wasn't a lot of information. So I called and it was as clear as mud even after talking to him. <laughs> right? Like it it was still just like, oh, we have a committee that's going to make the decision and we're going to be figuring this out. And in my head, I'm just thinking, how is a school like K-State that may have... 20,000 applicants, let's say just half of them go Mm -hmm. test optional. You have 10,000 students applying for these scholarships. How are you going to evaluate 10,000 students in a committee format (laughs) and award them scholarships, right? And they had no timeline on that committee. They didn't have a timeline. They didn't really even have an idea of exactly what the amounts would be. Okay. Um, Some of them, based on the website, showed that they would be, they could be even larger than if you, than you'd. Uh, apply with your test scores okay but they don't have any data like do they give out two of those each year (laughs) that are larger do they give out i mean there's no rhyme or reason and and chances are even more slim yeah exactly so i don't know ominous yeah kind of strange yeah and and again i think the schools in our area tend to have like things in order and they're pretty pretty on top of things and this things like this is just it's par for the course right now yeah it's very so, frustrating yeah so that would be k-state okay um what about university of arkansas yeah that's another popular school in our area that's not necessarily right exactly in the region mm-hmm. um and university of arkansas it has gone actually test optional for the class of 2022 as well. Okay, so we do it's, know that. Yeah, so they've officially announced they are just following the same parameters that they did in 2021. Okay. Um, which is, again, I think that they're going to have some challenges along the way. Uh, hopefully they figured out some of that here with the class of 2021. But at least everybody knows. <laughs> right. We're all on the same page here. Right. Like there, there's no ambiguity. There's no like, hey, this is what it is. So for, for students in Kansas or Missouri, if you apply, you can actually get uh, part of the out-of-state tuition knocked off the bill, even with just a 3.2 GPA. Okay. That's very manageable. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yes. So you get 70% off out-of-state tuition if you have... A 3.2 or higher. Great. Right? If you have a 3.4 or higher, that's 80% off, and a 3.6 or higher, now you're talking about a 90% discount on out of state tuition. Yeah, that'd be Which fantastic. could be like eleven, twelve thousand dollars a year. Yeah. That's a huge amount. And again, a lot of students are kind of in that mid three three mm-hmm. GPA range or higher. Right, exactly. So, so that makes the University of Arkansas a lot more doable. Yeah. This is an interesting fact. What do you think the average GPA was in the U.S. in 2009? Oh, 2009. Okay, let me think. 2009. How old was that? That was a while ago, right? <laughs> no, right? We were out of high school. Oh, for sure. We were out of college. Out of college. Um, okay, uh, 2009. I would say 3.6. Whoa. Whoa, you're going real high. Is the that- average. So, again, waited historically, we call it. <laughs> Right. True. Historically, again, a C was an average grade, right? Yeah. So students should have a 2.0, right? That would be the the middle. Average. Average. It was a 3.0 in 2009, and it had inched up probably about like three or four tenths of a point over the 10 or 15 years prior. Yeah. Um, And it's only been inflated even more. 
so I, again, the Department of Education hasn't released any of this, but I, I would I would surmise that the average GPA is probably in that three one or three two range yeah. in the U.S. That's which right means there. <laughs> a lot of students are going to be eligible, right? Yeah, that's so, about seventy percent. Yeah, crazy. That's great. Anyway, cool. Well, what about one of the really big ones around here? KU. Yeah. So remember when we talked about K-State and they've left, they've made some decisions, but there's still some ambiguity. Mm -hmm. And we talked about University of Arkansas and they've kind of nailed things down. And again, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Well, KU, unfortunately, has not (laughs) been as uh, on top of things. And and again, there's still a lot sitting out there uh, and trying to figure out exactly what it's going to look like for the class of 2022. Yeah. Now, they they shifted things for the class of 2021. Yes, they did. But they are tentatively adjusting things even further for the class of 2022. And do you think that's going to be pretty similar? As 2021 or? I think it'll be pretty similar. So again, I I think in some of your research, you found that like they've made a decision, but it still pens approval. Right. From the Board of Regents. That was on the website this morning. (laughs) So. (laughs) Nothing had changed. Unless their website is outdated. Which is possible. Yeah. There's a lot on on that website. There is. So so for this current class, uh, so pre-pandemic, Assured admission just meant that that students really didn't have to kind of worry or wait for an admission decision Mm -hmm. because as long as you had uh, 24 and a certain GPA, you were you were automatically accepted. Nobody even reviewed your file. Right. Done. You're in. Nailed it. Love it. Now. Now it's shifted for the class of 2021, and and they've made some adjustments in that regard. But for the class of 2022, they're actually looking at, if you have a 3.25 GPA or higher, mm-hmm. unweighted, of course, Right. There, are, there won't be any test scores required. Okay. Right? So there's, that's a huge change. The, the Board of Regents just approved everything, and everything went into effect in 2015, just six years ago yeah that that kind of upped the ante and made it tried to make ku uh, more competitive mm-hmm. along the way and now they've kind of shifted and and again a 3.25 you're automatically accepted yeah you don't have to worry about worry about anything you're it's it's done easy. and if you have below a 3.25 all the way down to a 2.0 as long as you score a 21 or it's equivalent on the sat mm-hmm you are going to automatically get get accepted. Wow, that would be really awesome for, yeah. you know, students yeah, who sure. struggle a little bit in school. Yeah. Um, make it a lot easier for them. It is interesting, though. Again, I, I, again, a place like KU, historically, their average GPA has, has been like a 3.5 or a th- maybe 3.4 to 3.6 range, yeah. I'll say. Uh, and now they are... Oh, the automatic acceptance all the way down to three, two, five. So I'm curious to see if, if it, there are any additional resources for these students. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just want to make sure students succeed. Right. <laughs> there's nothing worse for a student than to go to school for a year or a semester and then drop out. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that those students are doing very well. They, they, they're getting the support that they need because they're again, it's just a different animal at right. this point, right? They're looking at things differently and the parameters have changed. And totally. 
I ha- I hate to be a skeptic in that guy, but uh, some of the, the information, like the, some of the articles that I read, it, the the headline was hidden at the very end of the article, right? It talked about yes, it like, was. hey, we're making all these changes at KU. It's sort of test optional now. We don't know what it means for scholarships, by the way. They haven't released any of that. Right. This yet. is just for assured admission. Yeah. This is just for admission. And but colleges they, don't want a high percentage of dropouts. No. I mean, they're not looking for that. No. That's the, <laughs> so, you know, in it doesn't two or serve three years, well. it'll right. be really interesting to yeah. be on college campuses and see how everyone's doing. Right. Right. So in, in the article, they buried the lead in that at the, the second to last paragraph they talked about enrollment at KU was down 11%. <laughs> well, guess what? No, they maybe. want to try to increase enrollment and they, they think that they're going to increase enrollment by just lowering their standards mm-hmm. and, and expectations or requirements. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out from an enrollment perspective as well. Yes. At least in my nerdy, yes. <laughs> nerdy sense of the word. Absolutely. <laughs> For sure. So many changes. Ugh. Yeah, and I, I feel like there's still, you know, more that it will be coming out. Oh, for sure. Obviously, because half of what we talked about is <laughs> they like, haven't even made maybe. a decision. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a exactly. good possibility. Who knows? <laughs> so, if there's something that we can do to help down the road, um, I mean, we we're here. We're a resource for yeah. our students here in the Kansas City area. Um, and not only in, in testing, but also in this world of college admissions yes. and, and college prep in that way. Yeah. Uh, and we, we have years and years of experience um, and we, w- we want to be able to help you manage this process as the best that we can. Yeah. And at least put your best foot forward because that's all we can control. Absolutely. And each family looks different, right? Each student yeah. is so different. So it's going to be a customized approach for mm-hmm. that student. Yep. And I mean, just another thing, I mean, the, the June and July tests, June has already started mm-hmm. preparing. Yeah. Uh, we are now looking forward to July and we have the Future of Us scholarship winner that we are going to be working yeah. with for July. So reached out to her this morning and we're really excited to start working with her um, for that July test date. So yeah. more to come on that. We always like to keep you guys updated on our scholarship winners. So um, looking forward. To, to working with her. Absolutely. So it'll be right. our third one already this year. Yes. Man. It's wild. Time is going by so fast. Third or fourth. Like we just said, April's almost done. Oh, man. Goodness. School's almost out. I know. I was thinking what about that. What is happening? <laughs> Yikes. Like three weeks. Yeah. Whoa. Three weeks. Yeah. Bonkers. It is. <laughs> and then summertime. Yay. Crazy. Excellent. Well, thanks. Yeah. Good chatting with you, Jill. It was. It was. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can keep current on every uh, podcast that we have. And don't forget to give us a five-star review. We would love that. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. All right. See ya. Bye-bye. High school can be tough. We'll help you navigate some of the areas you need help with, including the college preparation process by providing advice for families. Every student is different and has a unique path. That's why we created this podcast. Our innovative and intentional approach builds confidence in the individual student. Listen each week to find out how students can score better on college placement tests with techniques and methods that build confidence, beat test anxiety, and identify strengths within each student. You're listening to Simply Smarter with hosts Caleb and Jill. Check out our blog at GetSmarterPrep.com for more college prep-related topics.